Alright guys, welcome once again to Beetlecast. I am Pope, and I'm hanging out with Zachary Gospare Gospare. And we are back, and we are back and better than fucking ever. And if you got a problem with that, then I suggest you go fucking fuck yourself. I don't know about better than ever because my ear is still fucking ringing, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, y- yeah, touche. He's got, there's a fire alarm that keeps going off in his place. And uh, I heard it loud and clear through my headphones. And I'm yeah. pretty sure my tinnitus is even worse now. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going right now. But um, we're, we're, we're soldiering through. It'll fade off in a little bit. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, with that said, guys, uh, you know, Zach and I, before these episodes, usually we talk for a little while. We didn't this time. We just, we're just jumping into it. So I am going to bring up the first topic of conversation. Uh, which is the fact that God of War Ragnarok, I'm about 13 hours in, and it is the shit! It's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> no arguments here. Like, um, I've been enjoying my time with it. I've been going a little slower than I normally would when it comes to when it comes to it, but I've also been like really kind of slow with games in general, especially when they're like newer titles. But I kind of need to speed up because Callisto, because the next one on the list is Callisto Protocol. So uh, gotta 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 start speeding through this a little bit faster than my uh, current pick. Yeah, they um, Callisto Protocol comes out soon, doesn't it? Fucking like December second, I think. Mm. Well, I would be playing Callisto Protocol if December fourth, the most important game to ever be released, comes out. There's none above it. Yeah. None above it. Say it with me at home, kids. Dwarf Fortress for Steam. All right? (laughs) December 4th. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I don't know. um, I don't know. I think we did an episode where we talked about it. We talked about how it said time is relative or whatever. Time is subjective. Well, guys, they, they officially announced the date. It's December 4th. Your boy shitting himself, pissing himself, cumming himself, bleeding himself, spitting himself. Every bodily fucking, every bodily everything that can happen. I am ready to give my soul to Tarn Adams for this game. All right. Fortunately, <laughs> it's only like twenty bucks or something like that. So not yeah. exactly. Well, my soul's probably worth a little less. I don't know what the current trade-in value is. I mean, let's be realistic. Like it was, it's a little bit of a hard sell for more than even like thirty dollars to an extent. I say this only because of the age of the um, because the age of the game in general, even with the remaster work, and also considering that it took them how many fucking years in order to get it on there. Oh, but, dude, it's been in continuous development since two thousand four. Exactly. So, like, I can appreciate them selling it at a reasonable price. But that said, if they ended up saying, "Yeah, it's going for forty dollars," I know a bunch of people would pay for it. Which I'm not, I'm not faulting them at all because it's Dwarf Fortress. I would, but it's a matter that like if you're going to go for that for that game in that fashion and that style, it shouldn't be much over thirty at at most. I'm just gonna say this: Minecraft would not exist without Dwarf Fortress. Oh no, of course not. RimWorld would not exist without Dwarf Fortress. Nope. All these things, and the, here's the thing about them: Minecraft is its own unique thing. And I actually just found out that the um, the guy behind Minecraft, the original creator, is a deeply, deeply, deeply... He's got issues. Um, Notch, yeah. 
but I didn't know that, but um, until recently. But here's the thing, guys. So for any of you who have never played Dwarf Fortress, just to give you the quick lowdown on what it is, it is an ASCII game where it doesn't have graphics. Everything is rendered in ASCII. For all my kids out there who grew up with GUIs on your computers and phones, graphical user interface, ASCII is what they used before. It's letters and numbers and digits and punctuation marks. And so Dwarf Fortress, it, although the Steam version will get an image, it's got a whole um, graphics pack attached to it. But Dwarf Fortress is an ASCII game where what you do is you create an entire world. And if that does not sound fucking amazing to you, it's because you live in an era where Minecraft exists. But you create an entire world... And um, and it has civilizations, thousands of years of civilizations, historical figures, everything else. You send a uh, caravan of seven dwarves out to survive in the wilderness. And the game is one of the most complex, difficult games to learn in history. It's infamous for this. The same way Dark Souls is infamous for difficult boss fights, Dwarf Fortress is for its UI. It is, once you kind of get past figuring out how to make it work, Dwarf Fortress is one of the single most deep games you've ever played. And by the way, the other game I mentioned, RimWorld, all the games that are like Dwarf Fortress that try to do what they do, um, first of all, they have development teams and Dwarf Fortress has two people. Um, but second of all, none of them have Z levels. Z meaning up and down if you've ever worked in 3D modeling. Um, it's up and down. There's no Z levels in any of this stuff because it's too complex, but it's indoor fortress. Guys, I don't agree with Zach saying that it's $30, but the reason I don't agree is because I have already gotten hundreds of hours of enjoyment out of the game in its old form before they polished it up for Steam. So to me, it's worth it. But for the general gaming population who wants everything spoon-fed to them and likes quest markers... Uh, no judgment. I love quest markers. I can't play Morrowind because there's no quest markers. I'm like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? It's like, talk to people. I'm a fucking introvert. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm um, saying, and, and yet you're <laughs> going to be playing fucking Dwarf Fortress again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and that's another thing, too, is Dwarf Fortress actually comes with another game mode called Adventure Mode. And Adventure Mode is like something like Skyrim, except it's all ASCII, Right? Which is more like the game Rogue or um, or NetHack or something along those lines. It's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal and I love it and I've been playing it for years. I have it installed on every computer I own and I can't get enough of it. So uh, when it comes out on December 4th, uh, go buy it. And even if you don't like it because it is very hard to learn, I get that. Even if you don't like it, still support the guy who made it, Tarn Adams, who he, uh, he's he been working at it since 2004, basically single-handedly, him and his brother, living off of donations. It is, um, it's displayed in some museum of art as a piece of art. Um, and it ultimately, if I had to categorize it, I would call it a god simulator. Like, there's city simulators and lawnmower simulators and all that stuff. This is a god simulator. And what you get to determine is whether you're a nice god or a cruel god. I'm a nice god, although a bumbling idiot god. I still try, though. 
Uh, there was one time. Okay, so here's the beautiful thing about playing it. Once you figure out the mechanics, you there's no guide. Well, there is. There's a book called Getting Started in Door Fortress, but the book is 225 pages long, and it's called Getting Started in Door Fortress. All right? So the thing is, is you create your own story. And so um, one time I had this fortress, and it's out on the side of a mountain, and I started digging, and because uh, the dwarves, they dig, right? Door, elves are trees, and dwarves dig. And so um, I started digging, and um, I was building my fort inside the mountain, and it's great. But what happens is, is um, I find water because I kept digging because I was trying to get to hell. You can dig to hell in Door Fortress, so I was trying to dig to hell, and um, I found water, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! My dwarves need water, right? This is good." So I dig out the water, and um, real-life physics work in Dwarf Fortress. It's all rendered in ASCII, but the physics are realistic. And so it floods my entire fortress, and everybody dies. The end. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll definitely say that Dwarf Fortress had a number of you died a dysentery moments in it. They especially do. when I fucked around <laughs> with it. Now, mind you, I did say that about like the asking price when it came to it. But that's partially because of reasonable prices for modern-day gaming sensibilities. Not to mention, um, you're acting as if I'm not going to end up somehow buying it at some point or another in the very near future. Like, even if it's not necessarily my bag, I can appreciate a two-person team working on a game for damn near 20 years, even after it's been out for fucking ages. To be able to put it onto a platform that is more widely uh, widely widely known, accepted, and purchased on like Steam, like if there was a console version, I'd probably end up getting that too. I'm not averse to buying games multiple times, especially if I believe in whatever the person's doing. They, uh, me and Braylon were talking about it, and he said Tarn's going to become an overnight millionaire, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Tarn better become an overnight millionaire. He deserves it." One hundred percent. See, the thing is, guys. Is that I think that there's very few games these days that are made for artistic reasons. Um, they're almost all to a T. Now, some people really slip the art in. Like, a, I, I have to use God of War. God of War is a piece of art, the new one. But it was made for commercialistic reasons because God of War is going to sell multiple billions of copies, right? Tour Fortress has been free since 2004. And so he lived off donations. And so charging for it is actually new. But here's the thing. The old free version will still be up. So like how a lot of these asshole games, they'll remaster something and then take... Rockstar is a great example. They'll take down the old one. Tarn's not going to do that. He's going to leave the old one up. So you can still go play it if you don't have, you know... If you don't have a 20 spot for Tarn, then you can still go play the free version. And and so it's it's amazing. And I I have been exposed recently to a lot of games that I think are very artistically beautiful and amazing um, and perfect. But the uh, Dwarf Fortress just stands on its own. And what Braylon predicts is that It'll catch on. It'll become a sensation. It'll go viral. And suddenly everybody and their mama's playing it and everybody and their mama likes it. And then us guys who've been playing it for years and years, you know, we're kind of not the cool kids anymore. But me, 
I don't care. Like, fucking, like, I don't need to be the cool kid. Like, I want more people playing this game. I want it more exposed. And um, I just... Tarn, Tarn Adams will never hear this. But if he does, I want him to know that on this, exactly, almost exactly half a month before that game comes out on Steam, I hope with all my heart that it's successful. I really do. I want to see him... I want to. I want Tarn to be able to retire if he wants to. He puts so much love and so much work into that game. Just a little ASCII game, just where your your dwarves are represented by little ASCII smiley faces, and they have personality. It's amazing. I love it. I will die on that hill, probably to wear asses, and that is a thing, by the way. Wear asses are a thing in that game. Mm. Oh, and the beautiful part: Steam Workshop. So fucking like people can mod it and put in different stuff and put in new stuff. It's gonna be nuts. Yep. I can't wait. So my entire like next year of gaming is booked by this game. I gotta finish God of War before it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'll definitely say is that um one of the other games that kind of ranks that highly for me, even though I still haven't gotten through it entirely, um, is actually one that does it for the art more than it does it for the commercial purposes because they literally, the team or at one point originally said, if you can't manage to pay for this game, just fucking pirate it, uh, is Disco Elysium. Oh, yeah, 100%. Disco Elysium is fucking fabulous. The music is great. Yeah, like, and it it's... Sucks, it sucks there's a controversy around it right now, though. It does. It's because, basically, the... Um, the benefactor just wanted to just saw how much of a success ended up being and wanted to take all of it for himself. So yoink my money is yoink. The, the property is mine, but um, at the very least, the good thing is that pretty much the entire art collective that made that helped make that game possible besides the money, they're all gone. So if they try to do disco Elysium two. It isn't going to feel the same. And also, I'm really curious about where the fuck this television show is supposed to go. I don't... That's, that's one thing that really annoys me, honestly, is the taking something amazing that was amazing in this format for very particular reasons. So, guys, if you haven't played Disco Elysium, that's another game you really should play. Um, it's amazing because of the art style. It's amazing because of the dialogue. It's amazing because of the music. It's amazing because of the story. Everything about it is glorious, but it all works together to make this beautiful work that I haven't finished myself. It's actually a rather depressing game. Um, uh, I do like the part, though, where it's like it's like he forgets where he lives, and he's like, fuck it, I don't live anywhere. I'm Hobo Cop. Um, yeah, <laughs> so not only that, but also just so many instances of just wild shit you end up saying if you roll badly and it's all up to chance in that in those cases like you can have a fucking 94 percent chance of rolling like a positive or like a beneficial answer to you but there's still that four percent that will fuck you and it will most likely happen at the worst fucking times like and one the game of my will end <laughs> it, <laughs> it may end or it will send you down a track you had no intention of being on like one of my favorites was where in which um i was actually watching a let's play of it and there was a segment where in which um the main character was talking to a woman and they rolled where it was like 
they ended up hitting basically snake eyes on it. And he said, and the only thing that he ended up saying about the one was like, you're black. (laughs) (laughs) And like the streamers, they were just like, because they have like an 80 something plus percent chance of rolling perfectly fine. But that 20% though. (laughs) Dude. I, I fucking love that game. Yeah, hey, Cootie, fuck him up, Cootie. We don't talk to no pigs, Cootie. <laughs> it's so good, man. And so good. Al- also, like in comparison to when it originally came out, it does have voice acting now. So for yes. people who have a hard time like being able to read that much dialogue, it will literally be read to you. <laughs> and the the narrator, the narrator is, it's a jazz musician. I forget his name off the top of my head, but the guy who mm-hmm. narrates your inner voice. He's got the most velvety smooth voice. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, pick up that bottle of liquor. You know you want to. You know you want to. You used to be fun, man. Like he's yeah. just, he sounds amazing. He's just so good. I think it was the first time he ever did voice acting either, and he just crushed it. But my point being that Disco Elysium as a whole is a work of art. It is a, it is a very valid. Um, a very valid argument for video games as art. And um, that reminds me of the angry video game nerd when he was talking about like uh, RoboCop or something. He was like, people like to ask if video games are art. I'd like to ask if this is a video game. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, I love him so much. Uh, anyway, my point being, if you take that and you try to make a TV show out of it, like, there's a chance that you can make it into something great. Like, uh, to say, maybe The Witcher, which went really well. Um, mostly because of the passion of Henry Cavell, who is, of course, leaving. But um, for the most part, some things are so singular that it just doesn't really seem like it can transfer over. And Dis- Disco Elysium, I feel like, is one of them. Because Disco Elysium, you... The game is, it's hard to explain. It's about you while being about the character. Like, they really play it really well. There's other games that have acknowledged kind of that you're the player or whatever, but the thing is, and Disco Elysium doesn't really do it like that, but the way you approach it really says a lot about you as a person. And so, um, you it's a game that provides thought because you're interacting with it. And it also does have a sense of realism. Cause even if you have an 80, 80 percent shots shot with a woman, you can very easily fuck it up despite mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? And so it's, um, I just don't think it would transfer over. You know it, what I mean? It and, really doesn't like it's, it's just weird overall in order to see like the, them trying to commercialize something that doesn't work in the medium that it's in like it's possible to do it but also that's kind of one of the problems when it comes to choose your own adventure games and like trying to adapt it to other mediums that's not like a choose your own adventure book because it will suffer by having to be railroaded with the expectations of a television show like if they did something like they did for bandersnatch on that, maybe you could have a little bit more of a chance to work, but that's still more of an interactive medium than just turning on Amazon Prime in order to just sit there and watch it. So, and they're talking about even like making a God of War TV show or movie or something. It's like, guys, 
fuck off. It's now, perfect where it is. Fucking suck a fuck. Like I agree with that, but I will say that they, that the a God of War television show has been trying to get off the ground for ages. But um, there's a couple problems. <laughs> like there were problems with trying to do that previously, <laughs> content wise, when it comes between the show and the games. Now, what would be weird is if they tried to do it where in which um, they basically have it all backloaded to the last two games for God of War 2018 and Ragnarok, because um, then you're going to be buried in flashbacks in that game otherwise, in that show otherwise. Because you have no context on Kratos, yeah. Yeah, and considering, especially with with, um, Ragnarok, how heavily it leans into the mythology of the rest of the God of War franchise. Um, because, uh, Pope, you've played all of the God of War games at this point, right? Oh, or yeah, you played 100%. Okay. Because I was going to say... Even the spinoffs. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that because the spinoffs actually have like a lot of really important material in it that you'll miss otherwise. And It actually um, it actually mentioned it in a dialogue thing that I was doing. Oh, I was talking to Freya. It mentioned it. And he was like, I have a brother, Demos, and... By the time I tried to make it up with him, it just didn't work, and you know all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah you can um, say that. <laughs> you yeah, can say it didn't I, work. <laughs> you know when Demos was in the like, um, I don't remember exactly how it was presented, but like he was, um, it wasn't when he was whole and like hand standing mm-hmm. there with you. It was like he was in a pool or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Elijah Wood's voice. Yeah, uh, interesting fact. Yeah, so, they um they, they because of how prolific the God of War franchise they gotten at that point, they can manage to pull bigger actors. But it's wild to think that that one was a fucking PSP game. Yeah, it, 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 the PSP went hard though, man. Oh yeah, I still have mine. I have three of them actually. So I think it was just yeah. too early. That's the only thing for the PSP because I mean it's, the Switch kind of came and stole its thunder a little. Later. Same, the same with the Vita. Like the Vita was just too early, and the software support kind of fell off. But I still have my Vita. I still love my Vita. I didn't keep nearly enough of my games for my Vita, and now the games are stupidly expensive. So. I don't get to do too much more of my Vita, but I will definitely say that there are ways you can manage to per, uh, have your own freedom planet on your Vita. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I've got this thing stuck in my head, and I've, I've got to get it out of my head. A God yeah. of War TV show. You ready? Mm. This Saturday, after Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, watch Fox FX's do a show. A man, his boy, and his axe. Father, what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, boy. Try to take over Nilfheim. Featuring their dwarf friends. The germaphobe one. Oh, don't touch me. Don't touch anything. And the crass one. Fuckles. Uh, he literally said fuckles in the game, <laughs> by the way. And I'm making that up. <laughs> fuckles. So make sure you tune in and see their wacky adventures. Freya, don't kill us. I'm going to kill you. Uh, that kind of ran out of steam. I just like had this whole thing in my head. Like <laughs> it's framed as like a comedy. Dude, like, like, uh, God, why would they? I don't know. You know, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a pessimist. 
You know, like maybe they make a God of War TV show or they make a Disco Elysium TV show or movie or whatever. And maybe it's fabulous for its own reasons, right? Like it would be very reductive to say that every video game or comic, you know, um, translation has always been bad. I mean, uh, look at something like The Crow. You know what I mean? The Crow was an indie comic and it's one of the most legendary movies ever made. Now, of course, that's partially because of Brandon Lee dying. I was about to and say. They, and I think it probably would have done a lot less good if Brandon Lee would have survived it. But at the very least, it'd be a cult classic today. You know uh, what I mean? Yes, and also, so if you want more notes when it comes to The Crow, definitely refer back to our old episode, uh, Jason Momoa. Jason McCroa. I won't let you take her, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that episode, man. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, <clears throat> but so it's um, but yeah. So actually, when we did that episode, they were talking about Jason Momoa, and um, some test footage did get released of Jason Momoa as the crow. But um, Bill Skarsgård, I believe, is the person now that they're talking to. Yeah, that's so, fine. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's not Macroa, but you know, we'll have to accept it. It's, I guess. it's not. It's not. <laughs> But, I mean, it, it's – the thing is, if you watch The Crow, if you go back and watch it today, the biggest failing of The Crow is twofold. The first one is just the time it came out in 1993, 94. So CGI and stuff wasn't quite where it is today, obviously. Um, and then the second thing is actually the plot kind of falls apart towards the end. And the reason is because they had to reassemble it um, mm-hmm. after Brandon Lee got shot. So – um, it's, uh, it's not as strong at the end, but it's still a fabulous movie and it's a fabulous comic. If you guys have never read the crow, like go read it. It's great. Um, of course they also got a mad case of sequelitis and replaced Brandon Lee, of course, and later, uh, in later versions, city of angels being one of them, or as AVGN calls it, shitty of angels. Um, and then there was another Crow movie that I forget Kirsten Dunst was in it, but I guess that we're existed. just not, we're, we just, we, we can just stop at two. We can honestly just stop at one and just really not, but it's kind of, but it also like leads into one of those things where which like, it really depends on who's making it because for example, if say the new last of us series actually somehow manages to be good. Which you better bet your bottom ass dollar that I'm getting fucking that nerd chick on here again. I am dragging her ass from fucking where she is in order to put her in front of her fucking computer in order to have a conversation and sit down about that because she owes it to me at this point. But uh, when that comes out, we'll have to see how that goes. And maybe, just maybe, it'll actually be a decent adaptation because it was a game that was essentially trying to be a movie anyway. Um, Uncharted wasn't a... Yeah, Uncharted wasn't a particularly terrible like movie. It wasn't grand or anything, and it did have a whole bunch of plot holes. But you know, it was at least very entertaining, much like the games are. Like you cannot sit down and tell me that watching a let's play of Uncharted is about as entertaining as playing Uncharted because you can just end up eating a shit ton of popcorn and not have to and turn the brain entirely fucking off. And then there's um. A couple other ones, like the newer Mortal Kombat film, while still kind of bad, was still a little bit charming. Um, now, 
my one of my favorite characters got fucking iced in that early, like to the point where she's not going to show up in another sequel if it happens. But you know, whatever. I guess rest in peace, Natara. But um, but we we should hey, but the animated ones. But the animated the ones animated are dope as fuck. Fucking <laughs> sick, dude. But please continue. Yeah, and like, but then also we have to look at examples like the Halo show. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop on that one. So what he's trying to say is that we don't know. A complete sellout Disco Elysium TV show might be fucking awesome. It might change no, the world. That it might I be doubt. the greatest thing on the planet, <laughs> but it's not going to be. So just guys, just go play the game if you haven't. Hey, you know, they should make a Dwarf Fortress. I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it, Hollywood. I'm totally fucking kidding. Honestly... With Dwarf Fortress, I don't really... It's kind of like the D&D movie that's coming out soon. I don't really see how it exists, but with D&D, at least it's a little bit more, like, functional in that regard. With Dwarf Fortress, because of how dependent it is on being an interactive medium, that right? shit wouldn't work. Yeah. That shit wouldn't work. <laughs> this summer, strike the earth. Um, literally, if you play Dwarf Fortress, that's the first thing it says to you. Strike the earth. <laughs> um, God. Oh, my God. I didn't, can't believe I put those I put those vibes into the universe. <laughs> you pay. did that to yourself. But I'm just, pay, um, nah, I'll just look at it this way. At least there's a higher chance of having a fucking Minecraft movie before you run into a Dwarf Fortress movie. And they can, and those fans can suffer on their own. Hell yeah, let them suffer. Make a Roblox movie. Let them suffer. Oh, um, I mean, most of the people who are doing Roblox movies are mostly making Roblox porn. So, yeah, they yeah. are. I mean, what? Um, <sighs> the uh, also on the subject of God of War, I just want to say that actually something that's really impressive to me. Um, I, you guys got to understand that when I went into God of War Ragnarok, I went in blind. And um, I still know next to nothing about what's supposed to happen. Although, I'm not going to lie. And Ghost, if I'm right about this, please do not say anything. Okay. Um, I think one of two things happens at the end. I'm saying it right now because probably the next time we record, I'll be done with the game. It's not that long. Um, one of two things happen. Either A, Kratos dies. Or B, uh, him and Freya hook up. Hmm. Those, those are my theories. <laughs> so, uh, I'm shipping Kratos and Freya hard. But um, what was ex- what I didn't expect was actually Thor. Um, of course, I expected Thor to be in the game because of the teaser trailer and the end of mm-hmm. God of War 1, or God of War 2018. But we, um, what I mean is um, just how beautifully they did Thor. Because if you remember in 2018, you killed his sons. And so here's so Thor is broken. He is broken, he is angry, and he is hurt. And uh and I think that uh the voice actor who portrayed him, which was Opie in Sons of Anarchy, uh just did a fabulous job. The mm-hmm. people who did the um, the motion work and all that stuff in the mocap, 
fabulous job. Like, I, I'm about halfway through the game probably, and so far to me, Thor is the single-handed highlight. Like, he really killed the game. And um, I'm curious to see what happens with him because obviously in the prophecy that you see at the end of God of War 2018, which is brought back up again here, um, Many Thor, plays a, yeah, Thor plays a big part. Oh, dude, yeah, I got to the part with the black girl. And um, and I just uh, Tatiana's been watching me play, and is like, "Oh, look, it's controversy." Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where, which I find it really funny, where it's like people were complaining, saying like, no, "Black people didn't understand this lands." It's kind of like, "Nor did Kratos, and he's Greek." What are your What's your point? Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's. I, I don't know that whole thing. Was, stupid, that was like the biggest fucking element where it was like I just started fucking cackling when I saw her character model. It's kind of like because people were like getting really mad about it. I'm just like, you realize that Kratos isn't Norse, right? Like he's a transplant. Yeah, but you yeah. exist inside this world. Um, you were playing a game that involves elves. Dwarves and fucking perpetual flames, not to mention giants or what's left of them. Uh, right. Would you? Would you? Would you like to try and recalibrate your senses in this case? Because I don't think you're playing the game you think you're playing. <laughs> right? It's like it's like guys. Like, are we gonna? You can't. Okay, look. You can't have selective historical accuracy. Okay. Either God of War happened in real life, Kratos was a real god. By the way, there was a minor god called Kratos, but he had nothing to do with our Kratos mm-hmm. um, in Greek mythology. It was like a it was like a minor guy. But um, either Kratos existed, and all of this is a true retelling of an actual thing that actually happened in history, like Adam and Eve in Genesis, which we all know it really happened, and it's totally not made up by a bunch of assholes trying to make a point about you shouldn't touch yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. And, you know, basically dooming generations of women to being suppressed because of something stupid that some jack off made up kind of original sin. Um, We all know (laughs) that's completely true. Eat your Kellogg's. (laughs) Eat your goddamn Kellogg's. We all know that's true. Okay, so either God of War. Okay, sorry, it's not true. (laughs) Maybe it's true. I don't know. Look, I wasn't there. Point being, either God of War existed and it's real and Kratos existed and his battle with Freya happened and fucking Thor existed or it's a made-up story by some people in fucking Santa Monica, California. They could put whoever they want in it and you need to fucking chill the fuck out and if you got a problem with it, then go fucking play the newest KKK video game. Oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, wait. KKK people aren't creative. But, if they were uh, creative, they could come up with more. Re- they could come up with some actual good reasons to fucking hate people other than themselves. You but, ever uh, like? Have you ever like? <laughs> I, I, like, have you ever sat down and had like a full blown conversation with a racist? It's just like the dumbest shit ever. It's it's not particularly creative. It's not creative it's like, at it's all. Like, and I'm not gonna sit here and name off a bunch of reasons that racists give for their fucking stupid beliefs because i don't want to infect your stupid you people's brains with this stupidity but what i will say is this none of the arguments are valid none of them make fucking sense and it's so delusional so 
There's a black stormtrooper in Star Wars. Finn, right? Here's the thing. The storm tr- the the empire was not racist. They were speciesist. They didn't let other species into the empire. That's why Thrawn, a chess getting in was such a big deal when he did. Right? But as far as racist, they didn't show that kind of stuff. It was I mean, come on guys. Darth Vader was black, okay? At least his voice was, okay? Same thing with Kratos. We've talked about this on Beetlecast before. And it's kind of funny when they want a white guy to have a deep, booming voice, they hire a black guy to do it. Uh, speaking of voices, by the way, I still uh, think that Eldris Elba has the sexiest voice in the history of voices. Okay, moving on. Um, and so, like, it's a fantasy world. Now, just because it doesn't match your lily white fantasy doesn't mean it's not a fantasy world. So you can always go watch the original Lord of the Rings if you got a problem with seeing people of different races. Um, or you can watch a KKK movie. Oh, wait. Um, I think we subject- only have one of those at this point. Well, let me first that one that actually made any type of circulation whatsoever. And it is unfortunately actually important to the world of media. But, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a little God of War spoiler. Um, yeah, I, we're gonna put giant ass brackets and time. No, no, it's not. It's this. not. It's oh not a real God. spoiler. It's not. A, it's not a real spoiler. <laughs> um, I don't know how it happens in the game because the game is a game. It is a fictional thing that is kind of using loose Norse Very mythology. Loose. Norse. Very loose. Just like about as loose as Helios's like, jaw. <laughs> It's like trying to count the original God of War games as Greek mythology. Like, it just doesn't work. Um, Mine is just being being a dick. We looked it up last night, and the girl... um, So, I forget her name off the top of my head because it's really hard to pronounce. Hmm. Um, Abroga? Abroga? Anyway, something like that. The black girl. Um, Guys, that person in history... In written Norse mythology, marries Loki. Um, it's his wife. So um, they are roughly 13, 14 in the game. So I highly doubt we're going to see them hook up. Hopefully. I'm I, wonder if Stephen, I wonder if Stephen King has a writing credit on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but it does happen. They have kids together. In, in Norse mythology. So, if you got a problem with a lily-white, red-headed boy hooking up with a reasonably cute black girl, you know, when she's 18, she'll be a lot cuter, you know, but for right now, she's reasonably cute. Um, Then maybe just don't play the fucking game. Or, yeah, you know, if that, if that bothers you at all, if, like, any of this bothers you, Maybe don't play the game. Maybe yeah. play like Need for Speed or something. I don't fucking well, know. There's a new one coming out, but um, as a side note, and also you can't awesome. even escape that one because ASAP Rocky is the like, cover star of it. But anyway, um, what I am going to say is we're still going to you're still going to have to um time that, my guy. Regardless. Yeah. But I don't know what happens in the game. Sucks to suck. <laughs> but uh, I hate doing spoiler tags, guys. I hate them. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to anyway, because that's on you. But regardless, um, yeah, so we're, I'm, it's kind of, I'm still like kind of going through the game on my end. Like I have 
so many distractions, though. Oh, so many fucking distractions. And realistically speaking, if I actually took a lot of time in order to do it over this weekend because I was off most of... I was, I've been off for like the last like five days. Um, nice. Yeah, I had, I had. I'm being forced to take time off from my job because otherwise I'd lose the um, time off, and I had to try and schedule around 108 fucking hours in order to um, have off between like last, essentially last week and next, the end of next month. So I have some free time ish coming around, but it's more so me like, oh, I'm not working this job. What am I going to end up doing in order to make myself super busy from here? Because this is what I have a bad tendency to do. Very cool. Um, actually, guys, uh, I I I have an announcement, and uh, it's very preliminary, and it's not set in stone yet. But Ghost, you want to hear an announcement that's so fucking new that even you haven't heard it yet? Well, I mean, I get left off of the email channel on a normal basis anyway when it comes to a lot of these announcements. So, yeah, go ahead. Mm-mm. You aren't even on this. No, that's saying I get left off of them. So, I'm just going to... I'm, th- there's a little bit of... I'm casting a little bit of shade, my guy. Anyway, continue. What did you get left off of? What are you talking about? Even when the store was closing, my guy, you didn't even hear. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's my bad ghost. I, anyway, I hot new shit. One. What we got? <laughs> Um, guys, uh, so this is not confirmed and it might not happen. Um, I just actually had this conversation right before jumping onto here, which is ghost why you didn't hear about it. Not because I forgot about you. (laughs) Um, and, uh, what that conversation was, was, um, so, uh, Disco Infernal, the comic, uh, is, um, Richard McCurry is the artist. And Richard is fabulous. He's one of our biggest supporters. He's an excellent guy. He uh, he likes to go in and like mentor the the artist in our chat and stuff like that. Like he's great. Um, we haven't been putting comics out because we closed Beetle Milk down, and so um, we were gonna bring him back when we came back. But I actually reached out to Richard today about actually co-founding a new comic company with me. And he tentatively said yes. So we might go under Beetle Milk. Um, If we do, then he'll be a partner. But um, I think I'm thinking actually that what we'll do is start a whole new company with me and him. And um, Disco Inferno will be published under it. Divine Illness, uh, Pink, Roadkill Club. Uh, He has a comic called uh, Richard has a comic called uh, Bug on the Street that I want to publish. And then we actually just got reached out to by a very, very good artist um, on the Discord, and we just reviewed her stuff today. Uh, Maya is her name. So uh, it's looking like it might happen, and if it does, expect to see comics in the new year um, under this new kind of publication. And I'm hoping Richard will go forward with it, there's still a lot of details that have to be worked out. Obviously, today I just asked him the initial, like, hey, are you into this idea? And he said, yes. We're meeting tomorrow night to talk more in detail. But Richard, having him on board would do so much for our comics. Because he is just, um, he's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Um, He's an incredibly talented artist. He's a 
entrepreneur himself and has a successful business, um, he's fabulous. And so I am over the moon about this. And um, I hope it works out. So um, keep your keep your ears to the ground, people, because you might see a new uh, Beetle Milk Publishing or something along those lines. And I'll announce it on here, whatever we come up with. Um, you might see it sooner than you think. Speaking of seeing something sooner than you think, Witcher PlayStation 5 version. Yeah, it's happening. It is, in fact, happening. I'm stoked, Ghost. I'm fucking stoked, my man. Um, I actually want to go back to the whole thing about the store closing. <laughs> I want to go back mm. to that. I want to dig into that a little bit. So, so closing the store... I think that we had talked. I think that we had talked about it before, and we just had the trigger. Yeah, yeah, it was a possibility. But, uh, we just wasn't sure about when it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately, it was a last-second decision that yeah, we enough. that we made. And um, I don't know, man. It's it's hard when you're running a company and you you got to deal with all this shit. I will say though that um. It's been amazing to not be running a company. It's been fucking fabulous to not have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, (laughs) I I would say so, considering that especially with things that are going on at the moment, like there's not really a better time to have closed, honestly, because who boy fulfilling orders right now would be an absolute goddamn nightmare. (laughs) It's it's already a nightmare with uh, getting uh, certain stuff out that we promised people yeah and uh, taking care of that uh which by the way uh for anybody listening by the way uh, we mentioned on the last episode of Beetlecast, um we haven't gotten it out yet but what i will say is that tatiana just let me know actually that she is going to include a lot of cool extras in the box i'm not kidding like she like totally told me earlier like that she's gonna load those boxes up for the people um and the reason is because beetle milk is no more and so we got to get rid of all the beetle milk stuff we have. Mm-hmm. So look forward to free beetle milk shit in your uh, in your boxes, guys. Who uh, did the collab? It's gonna be fun. Um, but I don't, I don't know, man. It's been tough because I like being in the thick of it. I like doing this stuff. I like websites and fulfilling and writing comics and lettering them and all this other stuff. I love it all. Um, and to be out of action for this long has been kind of rough. But um, at the same time, it's been very nice. And um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to easing my way back in with the comics. And then um, recording Beetlecast and my other podcast, um, Macabre Masters, recording those more regularly. Speaking of podcasts... Um, I'm actually going to go into my shout-out now um, and get that started. Um, long story short, uh, guys, you might know from Macabre Masters, you might know uh, my co-host, Beth. Beth recently might, maybe, have gotten an invitation to do another podcast. Ooh. Um, yeah, and I'm not going to give details just in case it falls through or I'm not at liberty to say because she did not tell me whether I'm at liberty to say or not. <laughs> um, but um, Beth 
um, when we first started talking, he'd never done a podcast in her life. And so um, I kind of coached her through it, and she's really came into her own as a co-host. And so she might have the opportunity within her industry to Ooh. do a podcast with, yeah, with somebody that's a like a certified professional. And um, I am so fucking proud of her. I am so proud of her. Like, holy shit, dude. Um, it's like it's like Ghost with um, moving to this platform and like the Twitch thing. Like, it's like seeing my friends succeed is something I want more than anything. I want all the people I care about to succeed. And um, I just, uh, I'm very proud of her and I hope it works out and I hope it goes through. And Beth, if you listen to this, and I know you won't because Beth doesn't listen to Beetlecast because nobody listens to my podcast except for strangers. I have no idea who they are. Nobody <laughs> knows who he does. Um, that's a real phenomenon, by the way. People listen to Beetlecast, but it's almost never people we know. Yeah, um, it's really weird. <laughs> maybe they just hear us talk enough normally. <laughs> you I, know? I guess. I guess. That is a strong possibility. But um, I'm sending all my good vibes to um to beth for this gig and uh if she if it happens and she gives me permission to talk about it i will uh to make sure to do my part in kind of promoting it and helping it succeed but what i will say about it is that if it happens it's a big deal oh yeah it's a big fucking deal and it's really cool so shout out to beth um best of luck to you on your new podcast venture Although she'll still be working with my cop masters, but she'll just also be doing that. But uh, yeah, that's my shout out. What you got? Uh, well, fuck. Um, all right, well, I'll just go ahead and throw this one out there. Um, one of my friends, one of my VTuber friends, Shiki Duh, his birthday is today. And um, as we're recording this, 11.15, so... Happy birthday, Shiki. Um, shout outs to just generally black VTubers as a whole because there is so much shit they had to put up with in that particular space because um, boy, oh boy, Asian fever, whenever it comes to that particular area, is as strong as fuck. And unfortunately, that attracts the worst of the anime fan, wherein which is nothing but a bunch of white dreams who don't know how to stay their fucking lane. So for those people, um, learn how to stay your lane. Stop getting in people's way. Stop being a pain in the ass towards people who are not the same color as you. And also, um, for the black VTubers who are doing their thing, keep doing it. Because uh, it's definitely needed in the space. Like, PLCs as a whole, primarily, like, VTubing is very Asian-based. So there's a lot of separatism when it comes to those. That's why I just I barely even say community, just a bunch of VTubers as a whole and just different groups in the areas that they work within. But um, yeah, it, the divisions haven't really changed all too much in comparison to like other film, other industries of entertainment. But that one is particularly bad at the moment. So uh, keep your heads up because there's a number of them that I know. I shouted out a bunch of them on Twitter not too long ago on a post that was asking about... Um, more people to look at and i just wanted to make sure that uh they got their due um their fair due hey ghost uh let's do a secondary shout out here um right. 
Who is your favorite black YouTuber of all time? Black YouTuber? Um, ooh. Uh, it's kind of a little bit of a generic answer, but um, if I'll go in like levels of like perceived fame versus like just in general like, um, probably like pushing it as for ones that are like mainstream at this point, King Vader and Caleb City. Um, even though Caleb City started on Vine. And as for like um more so indie, the rap critic. All right. Hey, make sure to give me those links after I'll put them in the show notes. Um All right. my uh I want to give mine too. I actually, I, um, so I, I guys, believe it or not, I watch a lot of tech YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just love tech and I watch a lot of that. So you might think I'm about to say MKBHD. And while I do love Marquez, Marquez is fucking fabulous. Um, dude's a smooth operator. I actually want to give a shout out to fucking Flossie Carter. Oh, All right. Yeah. Dude, Flossie Carter is so fucking funny. I watch his reviews for shit I have no plans on buying just because he's so funny. And his, like, phrasing, I've I've taken into my own uh, lexicon. Like, for example, uh, he calls, uh, he calls uh, the Zoom on a phone. He calls it scumbag Zoom because, you know, you'd be working <laughs> on your scumbag tactics. Um, he, calls, uh, he calls people who use Android, um, Android Knights, and then people who use Apple, Apple Henchmen. I, I do that too. Um, he is just fucking. Oh my god, dude! He was like, he was talking about one thing one time with like an iPad, and he's like, "You just gotta move your finger like this and do this, ladies. You know the procedures." And I just, <laughs> dude, I just fucking died. <laughs> I had to pause it because I missed like five minutes from laughing so hard. Flossie uh. Carter is a fucking genius, and I fucking love his stuff. Not to mention, of course. Can't forget the kitty cat white shoes. Um, we love our white shoes. Um, and I just, I stand Flossie Carter so hard. So uh, if you guys have never checked out Flossie Carter, and there's a lot of really great tech YouTubes out there. I mean, you got Max Tech, you got Linus Tech Ticks, all this stuff. But if you never checked out like that side of YouTube, like with Flossie Carter and stuff, you guys need to. Because mm-hmm. those guys are out there really putting out really interesting and honest content that's well worth seeing. Um, so check out, uh, check those guys out, check out what ghost said. Um, and, uh, I'm going to be checking them out cause, uh, I need some more YouTube channels in my life. I only watch like five at this point. Um, I have and, way too many <laughs> and I second his motion. Um, I, I think that, um, guys, if we want to, if we want to make a difference, the way you make a difference, generally speaking, is with your wallet. However, on the internet, the way you make a difference is with your attention. So make sure that you're putting it in places that you care about, right? If you want to see more people of color and more um, kind of marginalized communities, you want to see them come up in the world and you want to see them more popular, give them your attention. That is the currency of tomorrow. All right. So go do that. Go check that out. Go give those guys like subscribes, fucking click on the notification bell for him. 
And uh, I'm not even going to put in my fucking thing that I normally say because I want you to go look at them. Um, fuck me, right? Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess you Ghost is black, so I guess you're supporting black creators if you support Beetlecast. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. That uh, Once again, uh, as the residential uh, braised beef of the podcast, yes, I'd definitely <laughs> say that's the case. That joke will never die. It will that is die. easily the top ten of some of the one of the best and dumbest things I've ever said. So <laughs> it will not die. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Um, all right, kids. So this has been Beetlecast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful, beautiful day wherever you are. And we will be back on the next one, my dude. Hopefully sooner than it has been. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see. If you're lucky, probably not. I mean, just just saying. I'm busy. Ghost is busy fucking bitches and getting money. I'm busy practicing original sin on myself. You know, that's a masturbation joke, guys. Uh, Don't tell my wife. I'm just kidding. She doesn't care. I'm just talking. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. That's what happens when you put a mic in front of me. I just never shut up. My throat hurts. All right, I'm out.